3: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes
1: everything.
4: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
5: What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Tuesday, September 28th. Cowboys fans doing the happy dance this morning. Feeling good. I mean, goodness gracious, what a beatdown of your rivals. Uh, I I thought I would start gassing up the Cowboys here, but I assume everybody's going to come here for that. So I'm going to go counterintuitive and be like, hey, remember in the uh, opening week when the Eagles curb stomped the Falcons? Everybody's like, Jalen Hurts, baby. Eagles, oh, they're winning at the line of scrimmage. Well, two weeks later, what do we have? A lot of Eagles injuries. Jalen Hurts can't move the football to save his life. And I've just got to call out Nick Sirianni. First-time head coach of the Eagles, okay? He had, what, six months to prepare for the Falcons. Well done, okay? Next week against the 49ers, hey, tough opponent, you lost. You're close, but you lost. You walk around the facility and meeting the media wearing a Dallas Stinks t-shirt or maybe I Hate Dallas or a beat, whatever the shirt was, focused on Dallas. And I thought the stat of the night, maybe the stat of week three, Philadelphia Eagle running backs had three carries in the football game. That's it. And I know this because I had Miles Sanders in fantasy and I needed him to deliver. And alas, he did not. He had two carries for 27 yards. Kenneth Gainwell, one carry for two yards. That's it. Eagles running backs barely touched the football. And they weren't playing the 85 Bears or even last year's Tampa Bay Bucks. They were facing the Dallas Cowboys defense. I don't know what this game plan was from the Eagles. At any rate, it was horrendous, and if not for a fluky touchdown in the first quarter when Dak Prescott had the awareness uh, of like I don't even know what something something embarrassing toward Dak Prescott's awareness, he drops back in the pocket, it starts collapsing, he's unaware that it's collapsing, and he fumbles, and it falls into the arms of I think Fletcher Cox. Uh, no, uh, who was it? Who who caught? I forgot who caught it. But bottom line is um, Jalen Hargrave or Javon Hargrave, whatever the guy's name is from Pittsburgh, falls into his arms, touchdown. And he goes, oh, we got a ball game. No, 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 we don't. That was their only touchdown of the first half. They didn't get on the board again until it was 27-7 in the third quarter. Like this Eagles offense was brutal to watch. I think they had three first downs in the first half. They had 12 for the game. And then, you know, I'll let someone else do the math of stripping out the garbage time numbers when thank Jalen Hurts for getting to the window on the props thanks to his two late drives where he's just putting up garbage stats. But he was terrible. Um, The Eagles overall were awful. And this is who we thought they were. Do you remember when Dennis, um, what's his name, Rob G., the coach, RIP, Dennis Green, Arizona Cardinals-Bears, one of the most memorable Monday night performances ever. Uh, they punt. I think it was Devin Hester ran the punt back for the for the score and, and, and killed him. And Dennis Green was so upset in the postgame presser. He stands at the podium and he goes, The Bears are who we thought they were. And we let him off the hook. He screamed and he blasted the um, podium. It was awesome. Well, you know, the Eagles who are who we thought they were. This looks like a team with a preseason win total of six and a half. A mistake-prone team, 13 penalties, two turnovers, um, a a pick-six by Hertz. I know the receiver kind of fell down, but whatever. It's a Um, a, a, pick-six. No running game whatsoever. And, oh, by the way, the Dallas Cowboys were able to revitalize their ground game. One-two punch of Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard. And Zeke, 5.6 yards a carry. Tony Pollard, 5.5. Now, they didn't have a carry over 15 yards, but it was consistent gashing. And even with Amari Cooper limited, no Michael Gallup, uh, Dak Prescott was able to move the ball through the air. And, folks, look, this is the Dallas team that I said was going to run roughshod over the NFC East. Okay? We've got a Washington team with no defense whatsoever. I mean, just an absolute joke of a defense compared to what they had last year. Uh, what's his name? The kid, uh, is it Chase, um, Chase Thomas? Is that the edge rusher on Washington, Rob? Chase Young. Jeez, I'm sorry. Chase Young. Gosh, where's my mind this morning? Chase Young, zero sacks on the year. Washington defense stinks. New York Giants argue one of the bottom five teams in the NFL. Although I'm probably going to end up betting them this week against the Saints. Um, the Giants are horrendous. Danny Dimes is on the clock. The coach, the GM. I, I mean, the owner was booed on Sunday when he when he introduced Eli Manning. Uh, it's just the Giants are are garbage, and the Eagles are who we thought they were. This is the team we thought was headed toward six and a half wins and Jalen Hurts looked totally lost, happy feet all over the pocket. Um I'm surprised we didn't see Gardner Minshew, but uh maybe that says uh you know Sirianni's going to going to just keep Hurts in there and give him all the playing time he can get. And oh by the way, the Eagles host Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs this weekend. Coming off a Chiefs home loss, the Chiefs are 1 and 2. Andy Reeves in the hospital, he's out. I, I said this was a smash spot for the Chiefs yesterday on the pod. I did the show with Cowherd, the, the Fox bet live uh, on Monday from the Fox lot. And I said, I love the Chiefs. Maybe my biggest bet of the year. You know, sadly, the five and a half is long gone that was out there Sunday night. Uh, I would imagine it's, you know, seven and a half, eight. Um, it, this is just not a good Eagles team. Uh, they can't run the football. Uh, they, 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 so many injuries on the line of scrimmage are garbage. Like they, they are a garbage team and the Cowboys are going to steamroll the NFC East. As long as Dak is upright, they should roll. And remember, this is a team where uh, their right tackle, Lyle Collins, is suspended for the first five games because he tried to bribe the drug test person who we talked about yesterday. Uh, He's going to be coming back soon, and he is a mauler at right tackle. So, you get a healthy Cowboys team. Eventually, Demarcus Lawrence will be back. Micah Parsons looking pretty good. Trevon Diggs, by the way. How about Trevon Diggs in the secondary? Solid performance out of him. Um, is a Cowboys team that should win the league in NFC East. Now, I don't know if they'll have much of a chance in the playoffs uh, against really well-rounded teams like the Rams and the Cardinals. Yes, the Cardinals. 49ers. We'll see about the Packers. Um, and, of course, Tampa Bay. But, uh, Rob, G, easy takeaway here is here comes Dallas. And I don't want to say the division's locked up because injuries happen, but I don't know who threatens Dak and the Cowboys here. It certainly is not Taylor Heineke. It definitely is not Jalen Hurts. And it undeniably is not Danny Dimes, a.k.a. Vanilla
2: Vic. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you have close teams and teams that you don't think there's a lot of separation, you know, like the NFC West, the way to describe who you think is going to win it is you go, hey, who has the best quarterback? Yeah. And coming into this season, everybody knew the best quarterback, you know, if he's healthy, is Dak Prescott. What we didn't know, however, was that the Washington football team defense was a mirage. We didn't know that the Chase Young led pass rush was going to be, you know, the the 2020 Raiders pass rush where they can't really get much of anything going. And so when you factor that in and you knew coming in the Eagles weren't going to be good, like you mentioned, the Sirianni uh, uh, Jalen Hurts combo was kind of destined to fail from the start. You know, the first time starter basically and a first time head coach. Danny Dimes has been terrible since college, so you knew it was going to come down to Washington-Dallas. And as soon as Ryan Fitzpatrick went down and we saw that the Washington defense was not as good as advertised, the door opened right up for Dallas to waltz right in and get 10 or 11 wins this season with, uh, without having McCarthy, to really break a sweat.
5: Uh, we're not even going to have to bash McCarthy, right? Um, he, you know, he's not, I don't, I think we would agree he's not a great coach. He's just in a really good spot. I mean, this is a guy who rode uh, Aaron Rodgers for years with the Packers. Uh, and now he's, should roll in this division. And we talk about this every off season. like jobs come open and you get opportunities and like, I'm just trying to like, I, this is not going to happen, but Cliff Kingsbury could end up shooting himself in the foot multiple times. I mean, he, you could argue he's done it the last two weeks and the Cardinals could sputter and miss the playoffs. And then they fire Kingsbury. Well, I'll say this, even though they have Kyler Murray and a bunch of talent how good of a job is the Arizona Cardinals simply because of the division you're in? As long as Russell Wilson's there, as long as Kyle Shanahan's there, and with McVeigh and Stafford, that division is brutal. It's the best division in football. So, like, Arizona Cardinals, yeah, that's a really good team and a lot of talent, but is that a good job? I would argue right now um, the New York Giants job is a damn good job when that comes open. I know that there's not a lot of talent. You've got to remake the roster. You need a quarterback. Um, you probably got to punt on Saquon Barkley. Um, not a ton of talent on that team outside of the skill position players who are always hurt. But in that division, like Washington has no quarterback. Uh, the Eagles are several years away now. They could quickly get Deshaun Watson and flip it. But uh, right now, this is Dallas' division to lose. And, and again, it's I don't think Dallas is a top four team in the NFC. I think all... Well, who would you buy here, Rob G? Seattle Seahawks going forward, not looking at the schedule, or the Dallas Cowboys? Ooh, who do
2: I think is... Ba- I mean... No, no, who I, would you buy without looking at the schedule? And that's kind of unfair. That, that is the unfair because, you know, on their face, I would rather have Seattle. But the problem, though, is, like you mentioned, their division is yeah. the best division in football.
5: <laughs> I don't think they've played any division games And yet. so, it, by default, you would take
2: <laughs> Dallas because, you know, they got to live. I'm glad you brought up Mike McCarthy, though, because... W- We're led to believe by the reports coming out of Dallas is that Mike McCarthy, an offensive coach, does not actually run the offense. That is Kellen Moore calling the plays, designing the plays, everything like that. What Mike McCarthy is in charge of is the big picture decisions. You know, the should we go for it on fourth down, um, clock management. And he has been freaking brutal at that through the first three weeks. And it's like it doesn't matter because they have so much talent on that team. Kellen Moore is a great Play caller, I think, even though there are times where I do disagree with it. Overall, in general, I think he's one of the better play callers in football right now, especially in the NFC. And they're able to overcome consecutive weeks now of Mike McCarthy end of half, end of game clock mismanagement because their team is so stacked offensively with talent. And recently, Because they're playing complementary football, which is what you do when the defense is not great. You lean on the running game to limit the number of possessions, to limit the amount of time that your defense is out on the field. And suddenly that defense, which looked like, you know, a a, a sieve against Tampa, looks middle of the road, which is really all you need when you have an offense like that.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats.
4: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
5: Things could not have gone worse for me Monday night with Monday Night Football. Forget about fantasy. Forget about the teaser the ego screw me on. I was able to collect on Dallas and some props on Jalen Hurts. But looking forward, Cowboys-Panthers this weekend. Panthers come in undefeated. Dallas was going to be a favorite already. No Christian McCaffrey. Sam Darnold's first real test. All right. He's on the road. No Christian McCaffrey security blanket. Um, I, I, I really like Dallas in this spot, but the number's going to be high because Dallas just hung 41 on national television when everybody's watching. Who's going into that game betting Carolina? Nobody. And the same goes for that Eagles Chiefs matchup. It's just, it just did not work out well. Um, And and now it's like, okay, can I lay seven with Dallas at home against Carolina and Sam Darnold? So, I I mean, like, listen, it was four. I I hope it's not much higher than that. I just – I do like Dallas a lot this week, Rob. I I don't know how you feel. Like, Sam Darnold, no Christian McCaffrey. Uh, We'll we'll check the injuries. Um, I know that the – it? the uh, Carolina Panthers made that trade for C.J. Henderson, the cornerback of Jacksonville. That's a good move because their rookie, J.C. Horn, broke his foot in um, a couple of places, the ninth overall pick. Yeah. Uh, Rob, how's this? He was their number one cornerback and he was a rookie playing his third game and he was playing well. So you lose him. You bring in C.J. Henderson, who was a number one pick out of the Florida Gators. And he's going to have to quickly get acclimated because guess what? In uh, week one, he's going to be going up against, like, Amari Cooper, uh, maybe C.D. Lamb. That's a tough one for Carolina. Now, Dallas short week. That, listen, I'll just say this. The week four lineup in the NFL is ridiculous. So many freaking good games. And I'm not even including Titans-Jets. But i no no laughter from Mob <laughs> G. Okay. Listen it took me a second Browns to catch it. Listen. I'm gonna get to Kyrie Irving in a sec. Just wait. Browns Vikings is a really good game in Minnesota. Okay. That's I think that's an excellent game. I think Carolina Dallas is a good game. I think KC Philly is interesting, only because I really like KC a lot. Um Arizona Rams is incredible. Seattle, San Francisco is amazing. Baltimore, Denver is really, really good. Um I don't know if Pittsburgh Green Bay is going to be good because is this the end of Ben? I think it'll probably be a topic later this week. And, of course, the nightcap is Tom Brady at Bill Belichick. And then, um, you know, Monday Night Football, Rob G's um, undefeated Raiders and the black hole is coming to SoFi. Um, by the way, I got a text from my buddy Dan who listens to the podcast, and he was cracking up at what weapon is Rob G bringing <laughs> to SoFi for – the Raiders and Chargers.
2: By the way, what is your jersey of choice? If you wear a Raiders, do you wear a jersey, a t shirt? What um, t shirt with a number on it? No, nah, I'll just wear a t shirt. Um, I've never been a real big fan as I've gotten older of wearing jerseys. You know, to sporting huh. events, it's just not really my thing. Um, Interesting. But if I were to wear a jersey, I would probably go throwback with my Bo Jackson.
5: Oh, gosh, you can't go wrong with Bo Jackson. I yeah. thought you were going to be like a Lyle Alzado guy because you played high school football. <laughs> when
2: you were oh, you a nose tackle? No, I'm not tall enough to be a nose tackle. Let me say, the problem, though, is with all my current jerseys is all the guys that ended up getting shipped out of town. So, like, my Khalil Mack jersey went out of fashion mm-hmm. real quick. Got that as a yeah. gift. That was gone. So I was like, you know, yeah. what? I'm just going to stick with the throwbacks if I ever wear a jersey. That way, it's at least it's somebody that's, like, technically no longer uh, uh, or still on the team, I yeah. guess, in, in spirit.
5: That that's the tough part about buying jerseys and yes if you follow me on the gram you know that I do I don't I like wearing NBA jerseys they're cool like um obviously you go sleeveless um and like <laughs> That's why you show. like NBA jerseys. A little gun show. But it's funny I had a Gilbert Arenas jersey when he was on the Wizards cuz I like you know I mean I liked the Wizards jersey at the time and it it was you know agent 0 and he was getting buckets and then he went and, you know, brought, brought the gun into the locker room. was like banished from the league. I can't wear that. You know what I did with that, Rob? I, I was somewhere, and I just like brought the jersey and just left it in public for someone to just take. I just I, – I, I, like I didn't want to just trash it and waste it. I thought maybe someone could use it, so I just kind of left it in a public place. Not like littering, but just left it where someone was going to be like, oh, shucks, I'll take – let me cop this Gilbert Arenas jersey probably some value on the black market. That's probably a mistake Um, by you looking back on it. Maybe. Uh, I was just
2: embarrassed to have been like a fan of him.
5: You know, like, the guy's a friggin'
2: idiot. Yeah, but looking um, back on it, they're like, man, I would love to have a Gilbert Arenas uh, yeah. Warriors jersey. You know, after he brought the the well, no, the, no, the it wasn't thing. Warriors.
5: It, it was um, it was the Washington Wizards.
2: Okay, well, even better because that could have been the one he was wearing when he brought the guns to the locker room. It
5: probably. And then he, I'll never forget the photo where he came out to the huddle the next day, and they were at midcourt, and he, they were doing like the finger guns. <laughs> Oh, Yeah, the like guns, just the a finger, finger guns. Gun he was coming entirely. To the I mean, you could Google that uh Gilbert Arenas finger gun celebration. And, like, the rest of the team was laughing. Like, ah, that's funny. Guy brought a loaded gun into the locker room. (laughs) And then he was, bye. Um, Okay, that's a good pivot point to the NBA. Now, I know it's not NBA season. I keep rejecting NBA stories. But I texted Rob repeatedly that we have to talk about Kyrie Irving. And this is a legitimate story. Um, I'm really fired up about this. I should warn you. I'm, like, irrationally into this story. So a couple of my guys, I I have a text chain with some some of my guys from the big lead, uh, Ryan and Vic. And I apparently missed this, but Rolling Stone put out a big story. Um, I guess it was Sunday, Saturday, one of those days. And you can't read it on the Rolling Stone site because it's like some login. So, and I feel bad doing this. But if you want to read a story that's behind a paywall, most easy, the easiest way to do it is to go in Safari and, you know, instead of opening a new window, open a new private window and then you just plug the Rolling Stone headline or the URL and you can read it. Um, and the title, and I'm, I'm telling you, you guys got to read this. The NBA's anti-vaxxers are trying to push around the league and it's working scary headline. Like, oh, okay. So you read it. You're like, Oh man, Kyrie Irving. Jeez. What the hell? So of course what happens on Monday, Kyrie Irving, I'm not vaccinated. Um, these rules are bogus in New York. I'm, you know, I'm not going to play in home games or whatever he said. He, he didn't come out that strong, but that's the gist of it. And you read that story and you're like, wow. Um, Rolling Stone uses the words Civil War in the subhead And I know that sounds strong But I'm telling you guys This is a league that has empowered players For the better part of the last decade Or is that too strong Rob? Maybe the last five years Really player empowerment Let's, And it's worked great In some facets It's worked great for super teams And getting players to join forces That's awesome But they also feel empowered off the court, and I get it. Hey, more power to the players, you got it. But it has led to some tricky moments, and a lot of them have to do with Kyrie Irving. Now, I will mention this, going back to jerseys. I was the proud earner of a burnt orange Cleveland Browns throwback, Kyrie Irving jersey. It's the awesome burnt orange jersey that they have when they wear throwbacks. It is so cool looking. Um, And I had a Kyrie one, and I have posted about it on my Gram. And Kyrie decided, you know what, F LeBron, I'm done in Cleveland, right? Said, demand, I'm going to demand a trade. If you don't trade me, I'm going to fake an injury and, and get surgery and blah, blah, blah. So he goes to Boston playing for Brad Stevens, who at the time was considered one of the best young coaches in the league. And then he spends time there. I'm done. I don't want to listen to Brad Stevens. Okay? I mean, you had Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, absolutely stacked team. And Kyrie Irving says, I'm good. Um then he forms his own super team first first order of business is like getting the coach fired um so he could so his buddy DeAndre Jordan could start and Kyrie Irving's running the show and then all of a sudden you know he gets hurt again um and then the bubble happens, and Kyrie starts to that's this is apparently when he started to um something he something happened with a girlfriend I'm not gonna go down that route, but Uh, It it didn't go well with this girlfriend who was a a little bit, I'll just say different. Um, You guys can look her up and I'm not going to talk about that. But after that breakup, he, whatever happened to him, he went south. And that's when he tried to organize the boycott for the bubble. Like, why are we going? And, um, And for whatever reason, Kyrie Irving has the ear of a lot of the young NBA players. And this probably goes back to He's cool. He made the Uncle Drew movie. You know, he's got the incredible flashy handle with the basketball. He's got great mixtapes. The guy does crazy stuff at like six foot one. He's an awesome talent. I think a lot of people look up to him. I mean, you can make a movie about basketball and Kyrie like did that. Uncle Drew, like, listen, he's got a lot of fans. To the point that D'Angelo Russell, not the brightest bulb, okay, tweeted out, Late Monday night, Kyrie is goaded. And I saw a lot of people saying the blind leading the blind. I saw an incredible anonymous quote. This is maybe the quote of the NBA uh, month. Kyrie Irving is a contrarian without a cause. That is pretty incredible. I got to give credit. Howard Bryant got it from an unnamed NBA player. Now, if you want to get funny... Howard Bryant is a Boston guy, covers baseball in that area. Um, You know, probably the smartest Boston Celtic is Jalen Brown, very well-read, intelligent guy. You could do the math on who may or may not have called Kyrie Irving a contrarian without a cause. Oh, and then go back and look at what happened with Kyrie, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum at the end in Boston. So somebody thinks that Kyrie has no case. And I, I... it disturbs me what is happening with Kyrie because I'm telling you guys, this guy's really talented. And he's bigger than just being the guy who hit the Game 7 shot um, to, beat the, to beat the 73-win Warriors. He's a better player than that. I mean, he's done nothing to back it up other than some awesome Instagram highlight reels. But the reality is, Kyrie's got to like, clean his act up. He's just saying shit to say shit. He doesn't have anything to back it up. And in this Rolling Stone story, this is really disturbing, and I, I, I don't know if it's 100% true, but the Rolling Stone story said, Kyrie Irving, who is the VP of the Players Union, is liking Instagram posts that talk about secret societies implanting vaccines in a plot to connect black people to a master computer for a plan of Satan. That's a real statement in the Rolling Stone story. I'm not making this up. Like, they're actually talking about this. Like, Kyrie, what on earth are you doing liking these Instagram posts? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the legend, came out and absolutely blasted uh, Kyrie and all these uh, anti-vax people. Listen, you guys can have a vaccine discussion if you want. But currently, the New York and San Francisco laws require pro athletes to show proof of one vaccine dose to play indoors. However, there's an exemption for approved medical or religious exemptions. Now, I am not any expert on whether or not Kyrie is going to play the religious card or hey medical, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure some people are going to cook that up. And we talked about Andrew Wiggins briefly, um, in, in golden state. And, um, some of that's coming. I'm short sure, certain of it. And I, listen, guys, I, I, I'm not going to just sit here and you've heard it, you know, it's a, over a year and a half of this COVID crap. You know, I've got Dr. Friends on the front line. Um, just please don't be, I'm going to do my own research guy. Just don't Just do not do that. You, you, and in the Rolling Stone article, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar mentioned a good point. It's like, your kid has a major problem. You rush him into the hospital. Please help my son. You know, what can we do? Help him, please. My kid, my daughter, whatever. And it's like, but when it comes to COVID, it's like, you know, you guys are experts. I get it, but I'm going to do my own research. Like, there is a big disconnect. It's disturbing to see. And... and I'm just the NBA's got some problems right here. Now, Rob, I just put a bunch out there. I'm sure a lot of people are going to hate what I said. We have a lot of uh, Kyrie Irving fans who listen to this pod. We have a large NBA audience. Uh, We'll let you let you take the baton here. So I don't hang myself.
2: Well, I think you said a lot of interesting things there. And a lot of it I agree with. Um, I'd rather just focus on the basketball portion of this discussion. And Kyrie Irving, Uh, you know they had the the nets media day on monday and of course he was uh not there he had to do it via zoom because he's not vaccinated and and the law in new york says you gotta be vaccinated and somebody asked him about his status he says personal decision okay fine someone says later you know given the current laws in that area should we expect you then not to be playing any home games that's a personal decision (laughs) please respect my privacy And it's like, look, dude, if you don't want to get the vaccine, then just say it. Man up and be like, you know what, man? I don't believe in it. I have my reasons. It is what it is. I'm choosing not to agree with the doctors, even though I went to see a doctor multiple times for my knee, for my foot, for my shoulder, for all these different injuries that he's had, but he doesn't trust doctors in this instance, whatever. Fine. But to say that this is now a personal respect my privacy decision. Knowing full well that in two and a half weeks, when Brooklyn opens up a preseason game and Kyrie's not there, is that still private? Is that still a privacy decision? Because now that everybody that's knows.
5: St- it's not. It's not.
2: You know, and, and if it comes down to the regular season, I'm sure eventually he's going to get it. I think the peer pressure is going to get to him because... Hey, peer pressure? Come on. It shouldn't be peer pressure. Well, I'm saying the fact that he would not be able to play in any, you know, home games... Like, his situation is so much different than, like, a D'Angelo Russell or a Bradley Beal, who I'll get to you later. Bradley Beal made the dumbest comment possible. On
5: Wait, well, what? Are, I didn't see
2: this. Tell me what okay, Bradley Beal did. Tangent, Come on. Tangent. Bradley Beal is also not vaccinated. He famously got COVID prior to uh, the Olympic Games, and that's why he had to sit out, if you recall. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So, Brad Beal's doing his media availability in D.C. They don't have the same laws in D.C. as they do in New York, so even without being vaccinated, he will be able to play this season. He goes off about why he's choosing not to get vaccinated. again, personal, private decision. That's what he says. Eventually, he gets to talking and he says, I would ask the question to those who are getting vaccinated. Why are you still getting COVID? Now, for all the people who say, I'm going to do my own research, I'm going to do my own research. I don't trust the doctor. I'm doing my own research. That tells me immediately you did not do any damn research on your own you, because where are you,
4: where are you doing anybody research? You who, dude,
2: who knows anything hell? about how vaccines work oh, or how condoms work or how birth control works or how seatbelts work? Look, they are going to help you to prevent serious injury or in this, you know, pregnancy. It's going to help prevent it. It's 99% effective. That does not mean that you are completely immune from getting pregnant if you're on birth control. Getting the COVID vaccine does not mean that you are completely immune from getting COVID. It just gives you a greater chance of number one, I'm not getting it. And number two, if you do get it, not getting seriously ill. And the fact that you have guys like Bradley Beal and Kyrie Irving who like to think that they're smarter than everybody else without having anything to say behind it, it's just really disappointing. And like you mentioned, Howard Bryant said it perfectly. He's a contrarian without a cause. He, he wants to be different and think like he's on this different plane than everybody else, that he's looking down at all the peasants below him, which he called the media peasants at one point, Kyrie Irving. Yet he doesn't have anything of substance behind his actions or his vague comments. Like you can't be in that position of power and influence. And choose to be contrarian, and that's fine. If you want to be that way, then fine. But you need to have something to back it up. Man,
5: this is brutal. I, it's funny. I talked about how um, Steve Nash used to live where I do, and he spent his—you know—he's back here in the off season. I saw him uh, playing tennis over the summer. Uh, I didn't have the, the the balls to ask him, you know, you know, how much of a headache is Kyrie Irving? I, I couldn't do that. But I will say this, and I'll wrap up on this. Uh, I did not share this with Rob before. I haven't shared it on social media, and I'm not going to. Um, So I did an Instagram stories um, post where I showed an image of yeah. – I'm sure you guys have seen it. LeBron is so upset with Kyrie on the bench in the Cleveland days. He's like staring at Kyrie with his mouth open, and Kyrie's looking forward like, whatever. Have you seen that image, Rob? I have, yep. Yeah, okay. So I joked on Instagram stories that somebody needs to Photoshop Kevin Durant's face onto – LeBron's head and I tagged Kevin Durant because you know we had our little uh, IG, uh, IG DMs bromance like three years ago um, within 15 minutes <laughs> Kevin Durant saw it and replied and I'm not going to say his reply because I'm not going to be Michael Rapaport, that bozo who runs out
3: Oh, look at me look at me Kevin Durant
5: said all this stuff um, yeah he used it in an inappropriate word uh, name calling whatever that's fine I get it um, and he's defensive as well. He should be. But KD, you need to realize, dude, this is, the, this is the path you chose. You could have stayed with the Warriors. You went down the Kyrie Irving rabbit hole. Now, maybe James Harden's healthy. But Rob, can you imagine a world where Kyrie says, all season I'm not doing home games. And the Nets have a game seven at home. And Kyrie doesn't have the vax. So he says, I'm not playing. And they lose. Can you imagine that? (laughs) Now, listen, that's probably a a bridge too far. I can't imagine it goes that far. Um, But,
0: man, this,
5: I feel bad. I feel bad for Kevin Durant.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, The cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
6: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum! And how you get the most out of select can't miss events with access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority, notified, and Amex Card member benefits at select events—you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpresscom Amex.
1: I'm Katia Adler, host of the Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.
3: Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul. Some 41, 30 seconds from Mars. Oh, and two-door cinema club.
4: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
5: I can understand wanting to be your own person and march to the beat of your own drum and do your thing. I get that. But basketball is a team sport. Michael Jordan famously did everything he wanted in Chicago in the first five, six years. He didn't win jack squat until he became a team player. He would win MVPs, scoring titles, dunk contests, whoop-de-damn-do. Didn't win jack squat until Phil Jackson came in and said, you know what, we're going to run this. Michael Jordan did not have an option. Michael Jordan had to fall in line and be part of a team and run an offense if he wanted to win championships. And what was the result? Six titles. Like, what does Kyrie want? I mean, you can be an iconoclast. You can do that. Good luck. You know? I. I it doesn't feel like he's long for the NBA at this point. But, uh, all right, that's, I don't know, tw- 20 more minutes than I thought we'd do on the NBA. But I'm, um, this topic, man, oh, man. This Kyrie Irving, it, 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 Just when you think, like, hey, guess what? It's the fall. We don't have a presidential election this fall. Awesome. Hey, COVID, we're slowly but surely getting past it. Like, We're getting back to normal, and then we get dragged back in. just doesn't stop. Uh, All right, that'll be it for today. Tomorrow, i got a good guest booked. I think you guys will like him a lot. We'll talk to you then.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. From BBC Radio 4,
4: Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
0: is going on a road trip. I thought in
3: that moment, oh my god, we've
6: summoned something from this board. This is uncanny USA.